Hello, friends, and welcome to Overcoming Gracefully, the Art of Forgiveness. This podcast, we're going to be focusing mostly on the ability to explore different areas of our own lives and the lives of others when it comes to forgiveness. This will enable us to be more aligned with the purpose we have for ourselves here on earth and discover the meaning of moments so you can better enjoy your life with an open heart, mind, soul, and an ability to move forward. Moving forward can help us get closer to our goals and what we want to accomplish in life. I am your host, Stephanie Cover, and as an experienced forgiver, and I'm sure many times having to be forgiven myself, I know how difficult it can be at times to admit, move through, and acknowledge forgiveness. To be honest, friends, I tend to keep a lot of things inside. So developing this podcast and talking about forgiveness was actually a difficult decision for me. I had to forgive my own self for always keeping things in and to myself. I have found out throughout many different difficult times in my life that having open communication and talking to the Lord and talking to maybe even a counselor helps to make things easier and it can help us to move through emotions and any attachments that are related to a specific incident, person, or occurrence that we all have been through in our lives. Today, I just want to talk about a topic that's kind of close for all of us. I mean, we all have experienced this sometime in our life, and most of us may even be going through this right now, emotional burnout. And it really is something that is real. It means that you are maybe overwhelmed. You've been continually putting in a lot of work, effort, emotion into things, and you really haven't given yourself a break. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because sometimes we're all encouraged to continue to push yourselves and get things done. And it stems back to forgiving ourselves for needing to feel like we always have to be doing something in order to be seeing success. I know that I at least feel that way. That's how I'm built. I'm driven. I have the need at all times to be doing something. But what I do find is that emotional burnout is serious. It creates a lot of discontent with your daily life. So what can start to creep up if you are feeling emotionally burnt out? And this can be in so many different areas of your life. It can be in your work. It could be in your family life. It could be with exercise. It could be with your diet. What it does is it mimics mental health symptoms that can be, I would say that these symptoms can be correlated with more severe mental 
issues when it's really maybe something as simple as emotional burnout. So for instance, if you're feeling emotionally burnt out, you can have high anxiety, you can experience depression, you can have lack of motivation, um, you can, you know, be emotionally like overwhelmed and sensitive and tearful, you know, kind of like us ladies when, you know, we're having PMS, you can feel like that. In the physical side, it can create, you know, fatigue, you can get headaches. When you're working, it can, you know, give you motivational lack, or you can perform your work more slowly, or maybe you don't even want to do work. And what happens is a lot of us jump to the severity when we're experiencing these things. Well, there has to be something wrong with me, or I need to get on medicine, or, you know, I should be diagnosed as something, I don't know, major depression or, you know, things like that. We always like jump to like the most severe. But what is really true about this is you can start to notice when you have any type of emotional burnout, you know, you can start to see little symptoms within yourself that you have to understand and, you know, identify with and try to, I would say like reverse. So for instance, you know, say you're, you know, usually really cheerful and all of a sudden you're, you're feeling pessimistic and you're not excited to do some of the things that you used to do. You know, it's not that there's something severely wrong with you. You could just really be just emotionally exhausted from, you know, continually putting yourself doing these tasks and things that you're, you're needing to do. So one of the things that I have realized is, you know, when I start to feel these symptoms, I have to forgive myself. I might start to get cranky towards people. I might feel tired. I might start to withdraw. And what I really should be doing is I should be adapting more self-care for myself, getting more exercise. So, you know, usually I'll start to see myself having a little bit of emotional burnout or physical uh, mental exhaustion, you know, if I'm not properly exercising. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize how beneficial exercise really is. When I don't exercise, I don't feel the same. And sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to realize that it is that I'm not exercising because I am so used to exercising that it's really for a long time been part of my my daily routine. But there's been timeframes when I have been emotionally exhausted and I just don't feel like exercising. And that is whenever everything starts to get worse. So I'm just always try to add in any kind of physical exercise, whether it be a walk, take the dog out, or if I, you know, just do five to 10 minutes of like sit-ups or, you know, do some yoga. It doesn't have to be like a, a full intense workout, but sometimes I just have to do something small to get me motivated to do more. And when I skip those things, I have to forgive myself because I do start to see more emotional burnout or exhaustion. And it's really not very productive for me. 
And I don't think it's productive really for, for anybody to have to experience that, but just by identifying those things that get you to that point of emotional exhaustion can be very helpful. So one of the things that I realized was when I was thinking about this topic, I was like, wow, it is something that is very serious these days with everyone, especially since back in 2020, when we had, you know, COVID and all of that isolation and, you know, just triggers of different things. And, you know, we weren't allowed to go to our house, anywhere outside of our house. We were, you know, restricted on things and we had to do work from home or schooling from home. Like a lot of that emotional burnout was triggered and it was actually identified as a serious mental state that we experience. But I do believe that it is a beginning state of more severe things and that we can forgive ourselves for feeling like we are having anxiety, depression, lack of motivation, things like that, and start to treat it by giving ourselves self-care. And then that way we don't see it get to a more severe state. I do feel that when we are experiencing emotional burnout, if we don't take the time to sit back and realize that, that is when it can start to get even worse. And usually that occurs because we we don't identify these things that are are creating that. And we just continually push through when we really maybe need to take a step back. For me, whenever I have this emotional burnout, I, I, I end up feeling like I'm feeling guilty that I am not as gun-ho as I usually am. But then I forgive myself because I know that I need to take a small break and I need to basically, you know, revive myself because I'm, I'm drained and I'm not at my top performance when I'm like that. And I don't want to start basically, you know, sabotaging relationships or things because I'm not performing the way that I usually am. And I think it's very emotionally intelligent of us to realize those things and take a step back. One of the things that also came to my mind when I was thinking about this topic was a book that I had read. It was several years ago, um, actually like back in like 2007, and it was by Jack Canfield. And he is, you're, you know, remember back in the 1990s, maybe some of you weren't even born, but he did a lot of the chicken soup for the soul. And there was a time frame in my life back then where I had extra time because I, I had a injury to my ankle and it was in a cast. So I really couldn't do anything. He has this book. It's called The Success Principles. This book is huge. It's like 624 pages. And I remember when I first got this book that I was like, wow, this is going to take forever to read. Well, during that time, I actually had time to read it because there's really not a lot you can do. And back then it was, you know, only crutches. They didn't have those fun scooters that they have now that you can just kind of like put your leg up and scoot around. And my mom, she just recently had a a surgery on her, her foot and she has this like scooter. And I said, you are very blessed to be able to have that. 
But during that, when I would read the success principles, this book, it just kind of talked about how you have to set time breaks for yourself. And in there, you have to have a day of just rest, relaxation, and not doing anything. And there were different timeframes for these things. Like one was like where you were supposed to be super productive. And then you had one where you weren't as productive, but you were still doing things. Maybe you were doing more preparing. And then there was that day where you had to do a full rest. And I remember it specifically saying that the reason that you had to do that rest was because you need it so that you can perform at your best. Now that's always stuck with me. And I really think it's been, like I said, back in 2007, when I read this book and I was just going through my audible and it's in there and I thought, oh, I should probably re-listen to that because I have the book and it's buried somewhere. So I'm really not going to be digging it out, but it is a good revising book that just tells you like, in order to be at your highest performance, you do have to incorporate rest. I personally have always tried to at least do like a massage, like that is very important for my self-care and my, my rest. It's only usually an hour. Maybe if I can do an hour and a half, I do, but I'm not doing anything. I'm just mentally like checking out. And that really, it's a helpful way to have you not think about things for, for a little bit and to recoup from the emotional burnout. You know, also a good thing to do um, in, in order to handle emotional burnout is do things that, that bring you, you joy. Even when you're feeling like that lack of motivation from having that emotional burnout, just push yourself to do something that you feel is you like. Well, and and so I feel bad because I just said, you know, push yourself when you're not supposed to. But I mean, if you're just feeling like these symptoms, like the anxiety and the depression, lack of motivation, things like that, sometimes you have to push yourself, even if you're feeling the emotional burnout to do the things that bring you more joy. So if you, you know, enjoy doing bike riding, or, you know, maybe you like to go do archery or kayaking, or even if you just like to, you know, sit and watch a movie and that brings you, you know, peace and and joyfulness, you know, those some things that you have to like do, because I know that, you know, sometimes when you don't have the motivation, all of a sudden, like things that you really loved, they start to disappear. And you just really want to make sure that, if you are feeling little symptoms like this, that you do recognize it and and start to do different things. The emotional burnout also, you can, you know, request days off of work, maybe just to to regroup. You know, I would vacations are are good. I know that, you know, taking yourself out of a situation and putting it into another, putting yourself into an another area can always you know, open up your perspective. And when you open up your perspective, then sometimes, you know, you you start to feel more alive again. And these things are are very important. I haven't been on a lot of vacations because I used to do a lot of traveling for work and I just feel I'm just kind of burnt out from that, which I should probably push myself to go somewhere. But I just, I haven't since I've been 
you know, doing a lot of work travel. And even as a single mom, I really didn't do a lot of traveling, but that's something that can bring so much joy to you because you're in a different area and you're kind of stepping yourself out. And even if you can't go on a a vacation, you know, just taking a few days and and maybe enjoying some of the things in, in your own area. I know here we have, you know, a lot of metro parks and, you know, a lot of restaurants and, you know, things like that, that if you haven't been able to enjoy any of that because you're, you know, constantly on the go, you know, working kids, doing things that you need to do and you're you're burnt out, you know, maybe doing some of those things and visiting, you know, your local community can can be very uh, helpful for, for creating joy. And, you know, we often don't do a lot of those things in our community. There's museums, there's a lot of different planetariums, things in your local area that a lot of us really don't visit because we just kind of get into the groove of things. And by the time we get home, we're just, you know, too exhausted to do anything. And it just becomes a cycle. And I talk about cycles all the time. These are things that we do have to forgive ourselves for being stuck in. If we want to make these changes and we want to do things that are better for our health and for our mental, our mental state and, and just to bring ourselves peace and, and joy, we do have to understand the emotional burnout and um, have emotional intelligence and and do things that are better for us. But with that, I just really uh, wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about that. A lot of us experience it. It's really one of the first signs of us getting heading into maybe more of a downward spiral because the worse we get with these symptoms, it becomes more severe. And that's when you're going to start to need some possible medication. Though, you know, I would say identifying those things and and realizing that emotional burnout is usually one of the first steps. And when you can address it and make some of those positive changes, maybe you can come out of it. If, you know, medicine is necessary because you have you know, past that, that state, then definitely utilize those things and adhere to, you know, the doctor and, and whatever is uh, best for you. But emotional burnout really is a serious, you know, mental state and we have to take it seriously so that we don't push ourselves into a more severe state. I think that the next steps are to just stay positive, to be patient with yourself, and to move through emotions so that you can continue to be the best person in your life and the best person for others as well. As time goes on, we're going to get more and more into how to forgive, when to forgive, what to forgive, And always, you don't want to forget, because if you forget what you forgave, you may end up doing it again. So with that, I hope everybody has a wonderful day, and I'm looking forward to the next episode and speaking with you guys again and discussing the art of forgiveness. Take care.